Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah Har Lebanon Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Tet Zayin Amr Bet, but really Daf Yud Zayin. We will begin though on Tet Zayin Amr Bet, uh, towards the bottom of the page. We're at the two dots. It's about eighteen lines from the bottom of the page. We said B'Shayara In Biyichudlo. In the Mishnah, we had said that the laws that we were saying that you could have you could be surrounded with chavalim chavalim are ropes that's not a real mechitza because it's only one of the ways in a real mechitza you have horizontal and vertical the, the, the ropes are just horizontal and the Mishnah had said that you were allowed to have a three thing a three tiered vertical rope which will serve as a mechitza but the Mishnah ends with the words, that these words are only true according to the Yudah. But according to the Chachamim, the words Shayara, the fact that we mentioned that it was a talking about a caravan, was just an example. It was a common example, but it wasn't a necessary component to make the law allowed. But according to the Yudah, it, it needed to be a Shayara in order for the law of the Mishnah to be allowed. Says the Gemara, B'shayara in b'yichud lo? Are you mean to tell me that Rabbi Yudah only lets by a caravan, he won't let in a regular case? V'atanya, I'll show you a brighter that shows that Rabbi Yudah would allow it regardless. Because the Mishnah, the brighter says, Rabbi Yudah, man, kol mechitzot Shabbat, all the times, whenever you see a mechitza on Shabbat, lo hitiru liyachid yoten betzatayim. They didn't allow a yachid means an individual to do more than two sata two sa, which is a certain measure of field. So we see that there is some leniencies for Yahid. In Amishd it sounded like it was only allowed if you're in a Shayara, if you're part of a caravan, not if you're a Yahid. Says the Gemara, Kidamar of Nachman Rabbi the point of the Mishnah is to teach us that you have as much room as you need. Hachanami, so too in our case, the reason why the Mishnah says it's only mentioned by a shara is to tell you that only by a shara do you have as much room as you need. But otherwise, you have a limited amount of room, but you still have some room. Now, Rabbi Barabaya wasn't talking about our case, but there was a different case where Rabbi Barabaya answered the question by saying, we're only talking about giving you as much space as you need. And we're, we're saying that the same answer that you said, that Rabbi Barai said over there, will fit in our Mishnah. When our Mishnah says, Rabbi Yudas is B'Shayara, he wasn't saying only a Shayara is the only Heter, he was saying only a Shayara has a Heter of Kol Tzorkan, where as much room as you need. Now the Gemara wants to know, Hecha Itmar, Derev Nachman V'Itim Rabbi Barai on what was that original statement said, that he says, that we want to give you as much room as you need. Ahad on the following Mishnah, it says, Any Mechitza which doesn't have horizontal and vertical ropes. And a Mechitza, it's not a Mechitza. These are the words of Biosu Biyodah. Amr Biosu Biyodah. Hachi. Did Biosu Biyodah really say this? I thought we said that whether you're a 
whether you're a single person or whether you're part of a caravan, you can use ropes. And Ma ben Yachid Shaira Yachid Notim Lo Betzataim. What's the difference between a Yachid and a Shaira? A Yachid, if you're alone, you get Betzataim. Shnaim, if you have two people, Notim Lo Bet Notim Lo Betzataim, you also get Betzataim. Shlosha Nasu Shaira Notim Lo Betchesh. Then you get up to six. Divrei Rosh Yehuda. You could, everyone, no matter whether you're single or whether you're shayara, you could have, assuming you have a rope walls, you could have as much room as you need. However, you can't leave room empty. If you leave more, two satayim empty, you ruin the whole thing. So the machloket over here, we bring a machloket in the brighter between the biyosu and the chachamim, whether a, a Yahid gets two and three become a caravan and get six, or everyone gets as much as you need as long as you don't leave two empty. So Rav Nachman says in the name of about this machloket, there was a contradiction. The contradiction was that on the one hand, Rabbi Yosef had said that if it's not horizontal and vertical, it's not a mechitza at all. It sounded like. And then Rabbi Yosef Yudah said that the, that the ropes are allowing two, two satayim for two, one or two people and three satayim and a sayara could get six. Whereas, whereas before they were saying that the ropes don't allow anything. It says Rabbi Nachman Yitzhak explained the contradiction by saying that when Rabbi Yosef Yudah says that uh, a mechitza that's not sheti ve'erev is not a mechitza. This is what he meant. He meant that you can't have as much room as you want. But if you have a mechitza of sheti and erev, you have a mechitza that's horizontal and vertical, then you have as much room as you want. If you have a mechitza that's solely horizontal, like the ropes, then you have this restrictions of having only this amount of space for this amount of people, or this amount of people, this amount of, this amount of people. But when it comes to Things mechitzot uh, that are horizontal and vertical, then you have as much room as you need, and that's how we answered that question, just like he answered our question as well. Says the Gemara, "Derash from Nachman Shumer Bishmoel, Yachid no dim lo bet satayim, Shnayim no dim lo bet satayim, Shosha lasu shayav no dim lo bet shesh." That's what we said before. Says, says the Gemara. Now here we see Rav Nachman, the name of Bishmoel, paskining like Rabbi Yosi by Yehuda. The Gemara wants to know, Shavakta Rabbanan, Fevatik Yosef Yehuda? Why wouldn't you go with the rabbis? The rabbis say, We give you as much room as you need as long as you don't leave it empty. So you're going to go with Yosef Yehuda against the Chachamim? It's funny. These are Amoras. Amoras are supposed to pick the right side of the, of the Tanaik Machlokik. And we should usually go with the Rabim, not the Yachid. Says the Gemara, Hadar Ukim Rav Nachman Amora After this happened, Rav Nachman put a, a translator in front of him, and the translator explained as follows, What I told you before was a mistake that I made. However, this is the truth. Uh, they give him two satayim, and he says, if you're Yachid, you only have two. Two, you only have two. But if you have three, you become a caravan, you have as much room as you want. Now that, is actually 
a mix of two things. In the beginning, when it comes to one or two people, you're sticking with Rabbi Yehuda, and you're saying that you only have bet satayim. In the end, when you have three people, Rabbi Yehuda had said, you have six, you have room for six, and here we're telling you have as much room as you want. So yes, the Gemara, Reisha, Rabbi Yehuda, we're on the top of Yudayim. The Sefer Abanan, is that that's how you're going to learn it? It's very funny to take take pick two different sides for the ratio and the sefer. For for a caravan, you pick the rabbanan, kotzakan, and for one or two people, you pick a Yehuda, That's only two. Chachamim still let kotzakan. Says my in yes, that's exactly what we're doing. Because Rabbi Yehuda agrees with Rabbi Yossi about that, meaning since Rabbi Yehuda agrees. That a shayara, only a shayara gets called Surkan, therefore we're going with that. We go with Rabbi Yehuda with Rabbi Yehuda. Amar Begidl Amar Rav, Shlosha, Now, by the way, where before we get to Rav Gidl, where did Rabbi Yehuda say such a thing? In our Mishnah. Because if you look in our Mishnah, we said, Rabbi Yehuda said, B'shayara Amru. So since Rabbi Yehuda is going with Rabbi Yossi Yehuda, we'll go like them when it comes to a Shayara. That's, what's going, that's what the significance of our Mishnah was. Amr Rabbi Gidl Amr Rav. Shlosha Bechamesh Asurim. Besheva Mutarim. If you have three people, and they have, they want to use five se'ah of space, Asur, it's Asur. Beshev, if they want to use seven, Mutar. Amrulay, so they told him, Amar Rav Hachi. I think Rav would say something that sounds like nonsense. How could they, you tell me that three people are not allowed to have five, but they're allowed to have seven? It makes no sense. Amar Lahu, Oraita Nevi'ai Uktavad Amar Rav Hachi. I'm telling you by the Torah, in the name of the Torah, in the name of Nevi'im and Kituvim, that Rav said this. Because they, they were expressing doubt. Rav didn't say such a thing. Amrav Ashi, so Rav Ashi said, My kushya, what's the question? Maybe this is what he really said. If the people need the space and are using two and they surround it with seven, which means they took one extra. Even though it's seven, which is more than they need, mutar is mutar. But if they only needed five, and then they did seven, then they can't even use the five because the whole thing became no good. And maybe that's what Rav meant to say. It was a little messed up in the in the talking, but he's just saying that if you leave two unused, like the Rabbanan, then your whole thing goes in the garbage and you can't use any of the space. And that's his point. There's two ways to understand the words panui. You can understand panui means every person's entitled to two satayim. Bet satayim. So if you have three people, they're entitled to six satayim. Now, do those six, do they have to be all used? Did someone have to put things there? So we were, Ravashi was understanding that every, all the space has to be used. And if you used extra space and you left two sa time of space 
unused with by putting stuff in there, it's no good. The Gemara assumes that his explanation of unused is wrong. Rather, what what the, what the Gemara meant by panui, what the, what the Brighton meant when he says you can't lose betsa time panui, doesn't mean we understood that it meant panui from people, which means every person allows two satayim space. So if I have three people and I take six, I'm perfect. But if I have three people and I take eight, so I have two sa'av space, that's not used. And according to this way of understanding, we don't care how much space you actually used. We care how many people you have to how much space. And we assume that the word panui, if you have bet satayim panui, don't leave two satayim panui means don't take two sa'ah more space than the amount of people that you have. And if so, my love, we assume panui mi adam. The word meant panui mi adam. That would be against Ravashi. And Ravashi will answer back, lo panui mi We meant the second explanation where you can't leave two sa'ah of space unused with, which means it doesn't have any of your utensils, your saddles, your food, or whatever your stuff in it. And therefore, that's what, it fits very, very good. And we just explain it, Panui Mikilim, and everything is fine. Itmar. We are now at the one dot. Itmar, last word on the line, about ten lines down. Itmar. Shlosha, if you have three people, Umet Echad Mehem, and one of them dies. So I separated room for three people whatever the rule is, either, uh, whatever the rule to get all the, all the room they need. And one guy died on Shabbat. Now do we say, you're not allowed to carry because you have two more room? Or you have two people, we don't trust for them. And another guy came. One says Shabbat is the, is the, is the causative effect, Shabbat causative, and therefore, we judge you when Shabbat started. So in the case where the guy died, since when Shabbat started, you had room for three, you're allowed to continue with your space of three. And in the other case, where a guy came on Shabbat, we can't add extra room. And in the other case, where two guys, let's say two guys had a, a space that was too big, right? And we said, oh, your space is too big, it doesn't work at all. And now a third guy came. He can't, of course, he can't move the things on Shabbat. But the third guy coming should really allow it now, because now I have three people dwelling there. Still, he doesn't change according to the first opinion that says Shabbat Kulimit. One of the rabbis says, How many people you're there is what causes it. And therefore, when one guy dies, it becomes Asur. And if they had a place that's too big and it became Asur, and another guy comes, it becomes Mutar. That's called Diurim Gormim. So we have two opinions, Shabbat Kolemet or Diurim Gormim. Says the Gemara, Tistayim. The Gemara is not trying to say which one's right. We're first trying to figure out here which rabbi is responsible for which theory. We know it's Rav Huna and Rav Yitzhak, but we don't know which is which. <coughs> what we want to do now is check the other opinions of Rav Huna and Rav Yitzhak all over Shas, in, in our encyclopedic minds, and inshallah we should have one day, and figure out where else in Shas did we see something that they said that will give us a tip, a tip off to which rabbi said which one. Says the Gemara, 
Tistayim, let's presume, to have Hunahu the Amar Shabbat Kremet. They have Hunah the one who says it all starts by when Shabbat starts. Why? The Amar Rabbah, because Rabbah says, Ba'i Ravuna, they ask Ravuna the following question. Rabbah asked Ravuna, Ubai mi Rav Yehuda, and I asked Rav Yehuda as well. Irev derech ha-petach, v'nestayem ha-petach. We're talking here about Aruv Chatserot. Now, Aruv Chatserot means that when a person has two, let's say you have um, two people, let's say, have closed backyards. And each one has a fence around their backyard. The rule in general is that you are allowed to carry in your own backyard if it's completely closed off. You are allowed to carry in that backyard from the backyard to the house back and forth. It's closed off and it's fine. However, if you have a backyard that's used by shared by two houses, by two households, the rule is you can't carry in the backyard unless you make a roof chatzerot and put bread in one of the houses. Otherwise, you're not allowed to carry. Now, in order, that's assuming the backyards are connected. Let's say in between the backyards, you put a door. I have a closed backyard, you have a closed backyard, we put a door in between. So if you have a door in between, that makes it uh, accessible. And if it's accessible, you need Eruv Chatzerot. And the Eruv Chatzerot could work. Now what happens if Erev Derech HaPetach, V'Nistam HaPetach, if you made an Eruv through the doorway, and the doorway got covered with rocks, and now, or, Derech Halon V'Nistam HaHalon, or you did it through a window, and the window got Closed up. Now, did we get rid of the Eruv or not? Which means, if the Eruv is there, so what that the door is closed? You could pass things over the fence because you're you're Me'urav. But once the fence is closed, you're not allowed to carry. So do we say you kish the Eruv because it got closed or not? So the Gemara says, that Rav Huna says, the Amrli and Rav Huna and Rav Huda told me Shabbat Hoyl Vihutra Hutra. He said that Shabbat, since Shabbat came, it's allowed. When Shabbat came, the, the fence wasn't covered with rocks, so therefore it allowed it. Now you're allowed to carry over, even though someone moved it. When I was in Lakewood in the old days, I had my best friend, Rabbi Zafrani, who lived right behind me. And there was a fence around his complex. We wanted to carry to his apartment. We had a little kid, he had a little baby, and I wanted to carry it to his apartment. I remember he had a roof, we had a roof, but we weren't allowed to carry because there was no hole in the fence. And we were all both renting. We didn't have a right to make a hole in the fence. And we asked what to do. They told us if you make a ladder in between a ladder that going over, we made a wooden ladder that goes over the fence in between us. And that wooden ladder was like an opening. So if someone would take away that wooden ladder on Shabbat, our question would be, are you allowed to carry? And the answer would be, according to Rehuda and Rehuna, that once Shabbat came, it was, it was allowed, so it's allowed. So we want to make the assumption over here also that Rehuna must have been the rabbi who said Shabbat Kuremet. Mara says, you're right. Tistayem, it must be Rehuna saying Shabbat Kuremet and Rav Yitzhak saying that Diorin Gormim. Says the Gemara Leimer, the Rebbe Huna, Rebbe Yitzchak, but pluk the Rebbe Yosi, Rebbe Huda, Kamilfugi. The Gemara wants to presume a new thing. Let's assume that the machloka between Rebbe Huna and Rebbe Yehuda is actually mirroring 
machloket tanaim between Rabbi Yosef Behuda, Rabbi and Rabbi Huda in the Mishnah. Why? We learned in the Mishnah in Erubin, If you have a courtyard which has a break on its corner, which means the courtyard is supposed to be completely closed with a wall around it. And this got a break, not a break in one of the side walls, but rather a break in the corner on both sides. Let's say northeast or southwest. Okay? Or northeast, one of the corners. Right? Also, if you have a house that got a break in its wall on the corner. Or if you have a mavui that you that, that had a Korah and someone took it away. Or had a lechi someone took it away. That Shabbat they mutar. And the next Shabbat they asur. They very he says, just like the Asur in the next Shabbat, the Asur now. So we want to assume that the, that Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi, who says it's Asur, is going like Rabbi Yitzchak, and Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, is going like Rav Huna. Says the Gemara, Lame Rav Huna, Dami Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yossi. Rav Huna will tell you, just because I said my thing by our case of a guy who comes into the 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 shayara, a guy who joins the caravan, and I said I'm allowing it, I could fit even like Rav Yossi, who doesn't allow in doesn't allow in the case of the broken corner. Why? Ad can look come Rabbi Yossi also. The reason why Rabbi was strict over there by the corner, El Dilatino Mechizot. It's because over there there's no Mechizot. The Mechizot are gone. Hachaitino Mechizot. Over here in our case, we have the Mechizot. It's just people. And since it's just people, he'll agree that once it's allowed, it's allowed. Rabbi Yitzchakamar, Anad Amri, Afil Rabbi Yehuda. I hold even like Rabbi Yehuda. Only says his rule over there. Only because at least there are people. But Hacha, but over here, since there's no people, he would agree in our case that it's not allowed. He holds the Diorim is more important. And therefore, each rabbi doesn't have to be restricted. Each Amora doesn't have to be restricted to one Tana. They can each go like both Tanaim. Let's just finish to the let's get to the Mishnah. In the Mishnah we said, Echad Mishneh Devanim. Mechitza doesn't need both Sheti and Erev. It's allowed to have either horizontal or verticals. Says Hainu Tanakama. Isn't that the same thing as the first opinion? Says the difference between them, Yachid Bishuf. Let's say you have a single person who's trying to do it when he's in a yeshuv. So Rabbi Yehuda, <coughs> Rabbi Yossi Yehuda only lets it on a caravan. Tanakama <coughs> will let it only w- w- with a single guy, but, he'll o- but only will let it with a single guy if he's in a caravan. I'm sorry, if he's in the desert or in a, in a field, but not in town. And the 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 chachamim 
who argue on Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda allow it anywhere, even in town. So the three of Machlokan is as follows. Uh, when would we let these horizontal ropes? One rabbi says, Rabbi Yossi Bar says, only on a caravan out of town. Tanakama says, only out of town for a caravan or a single. And Chachamim say, anywhere. That will be a three of Machloket. Now we're up to the brand new Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. Arba divani There are four things that you are that are patur in a camp. Which means, while you're in war, there are four things the rabbis are allowing. Number one, you could bring wood from anywhere, which means even though it might be private people's property, you can go and collect wood and it's not stealing. Two, you don't have to do it while you're in war, you can make kamotzi and you can eat. You don't need it to eat. I know some people want to use this. People have. I know some people who don't have shalom bayit. They want to use this heter uh, in the house. They want to say, "Yeah, sure." You know, I'm always at war, and therefore I don't need to make nitilat yadayim. Doesn't work like that. We're talking about real war, not uh, you fighting with your wife. Uh, another rule: midamai. If a person buys fruit food from an amaad, it's normally you have to separate separate tinuma. Even though he probably separated before, we make you midrabanan separate again. That second separation from buying from Amar is your patur in a war. Of course, you'd have to separate from Vadai, but not from Demai. <clears throat> you don't have to make Eruv Chatzirot like we just spoke about before. If you have two people with uh, their houses next to each other, you don't have to make Eruv Chatzirot. Those are the four things that people at war don't have to do. Everything else you still have to do. With the exception, of course, of this week's parasha of uh, Yifat Toar. Says the Gemara, Tanu Rabbanan, Machane Hayotzet, Lemilchama Arashut, Muturim Begezel Etim. The Brighter says that they're allowed to steal wood. Yiveshim, even if it's dry wood. One might have thunk that the only wood you could take from private people is wood that wasn't ready dried and ready for your fireplace. Wet wood crackles and, ma- and pops. Dry wood burns nicely. So if the guy already has eat dried wood, you might think you're not allowed to take the dried wood. Take the wet wood. No, you're even allowed to take dried wood. They're allowed to also camp in anyone's field. If it's good for us to camp in your field, they'll camp in your field. Another rule is, if a guy die, gets killed in war in someone's field, you could bury him. And you, the, the owner of the field can't say, hey, okay, you fought in my field. Don't, don't bury somebody here. I need the room I was planting over here. Now I can't plant in this guy's, this guy's graveyard. People can come visit the grave and put flowers there, but I, I want to plant tomatoes. No, wherever the guy dies, you're allowed to bury him. Says the Gemara, Let's clarify the Brita, which says that you're allowed to steal uh, in war, you're allowed to steal dried wood. <clears throat> the Gemara says, What do you mean? This is not a special war heter. This is, this is a heter that Yahushua lets for all Jews. 
any Jew who's traveling is allowed to use someone else's dry wood. When Yeshua gave the land to Klai Yisrael, he made ten conditions. He says, I'm giving you the land, but understand that it's not yours in the following ways. Even though you, Mr. Frank uh, Franco, uh, you're a nice guy, uh, but I'm giving you this land, but you, you should just know if someone needs the following things, you have to give it to him. It's the, that's the condition that you're taking it from. And what are the rules are? Number one is that people that graze their animals in other people's forests. If you have a forest that's not used and you're not planting it, I'm allowed to take my animals to your forest, even though it's your private property. I can graze there. I can't cut your wood. What? We said that. And they're allowed to collect wood from the sadot, from a, from a field. If you have twigs and things on the floor of your field, I could pick them up and use them. So you see that it's not a special war heter. I'm allowed to collect wood anywhere. The Gemara has a few different differences that might be the difference in Yehoshua and a war. Now, of course, the war has to be a bigger heter than Yehoshua that everyone could do. Says the Gemara, Hatam, when it comes to Yehoshua, Behizmi Behigi. That's only if you're collecting thorns that nobody needs. Here, during the war, you could take even the guy's maple wood, not just his thorns. Inami, another answer. Hatam, when it comes to Yehoshua, Behizmi That's only you could take things that are attached to the ground, but wasn't separated for firewood. Hacha, Betulshin, even if the guy already chopped it, you could take his chopped firewood, and that's also allowed during war. Inami, another possible answer. Hatam, Belachin, Hacha, Bevashin, Bayoshua, you can only allow to take wet wood. Here, you're allowed to take, during war, even dry wood. Says the Gemara, Bihuda, of course, you could bury the Ace the Gemara. How could the brightest say that you could bury him wherever you wherever he gets killed? The guy's a met mitzvah, even not in war. If you find a dead guy, a met mitzvah anywhere, met mitzvah We said that a met mitzvah. One of the one of the, one of the takanot of Yeshua of Yeshua Benun is that even though I gave the Haber family their land, let's say in the city of. Uh, or right outside the city of uh, Yerushalayim. Nice. But the Habers have to know that if someone is found as a mitzvah, they're going to lose that piece of property. And that was Yeshua's nice. So why does it have to be in the Brita of special war hetanim? Says the Gemara Lotzricha. No, we needed it. Because here we're telling you, Afal Gav turned the Patriots, I don't bet. Afal Gav the Itle Kobrim. Mit mitzvah is only if there's no one to bury him. But during a war, even if there is family that's waiting to bury him, they're still allowed to take the spot. That's the heter. The Tanya we learned. Ezu mit mitzvah. What's called mit mitzvah? Kol lo kobrim. Anyone that has no one to bury him. Korev achrim onim oto. If someone, if we called out and people answer, which means if there's other people in the place, let's, because one of the rules of a mitzvah is that a Kohen even is allowed to get tamer to it, even a Kohen Gadol. But if the Kohen could call out and people answer, someone if Kohen calls out, is anyone around? And someone says, yeah, I'm here. Then the Kohen is not, not allowed to bury him. He's not a mitzvah. Ends the mitzvah. Right? Because other people can bury him. And therefore, even if they're 
the rule is that in general, mitzvahs, where, you, where you're allowed to bury him where it is, that's if nobody's around. But if there's other people around, you're not a mitzvah, and you don't take a spot. But during war, it does. Did a mitzvah is allowed to stay where he is? Doesn't it say that if you found a dead body in a public property, you can move it to the side of the satcha. If, if the two, two sides, one is, if you want to know which side to move it to, then if you, one side is a sedebur, if you have a field that was not um, cultivated, it will stay near, and the other one is a cultivated field, if it's a put it in the uncultivated one. If you have two choices, whether to move it to a cultivated field or a planted field, Take it to the cultivated, but not to the planted one. If they both of them were cultivated, if they were both equal on both sides, you can move it to either side. But either way, we see from this thing that you can move Met Mitzvah. Why do you say you can't move Met Mitzvah? Amr Bibi, Surah Bibi says, We're talking here about a dead body who is in the public property covering the entire thing. That's why you're allowed to move him. Right? Because he's ruining the whole public property. Once we're allowed to move him from where he is, because he's, he's going to be in the way, if the guy's on the road and every Kohen can't walk down the road, then we're allowed to move him. But if he's on the side and he's not bothering anyone, they have to bear him where he is. That's the answer to the question. Now we're at the two dots. We said, Yopatur from Nitilat Yadayim, when you're at war. Big uh, pump to Nitilat Yadayim. You know, we, we don't realize how strict the laws of Nitilat Yadayim are. A guy wants to eat a sandwich, he's heke, he's eating a sandwich. We see that you have to be in war to be patur from Nitilat Yadayim. We only said this from Nitilat Yadayim in the beginning. When it comes to Mayim Maharim, that even in war, chova, you must do it. Wow. I know people who don't do it even at the table. Uh, that was just a comment. There are opinions that say that people don't have to do my maharim. However, it's good to do it. Why do we say my maharim chova? The reason is because there's such a thing as uh, salt from the city of Sodom, which blinds people, as we saw that the salt blinded people. And therefore, that's why you always have to watch my Mahanim, even in war. We don't want you to get blinded. There is usually a kurkata, a small amount of krot, within one whole core of salt. So it's mixed in with regular salt. If a guy is a salt measurer and his hands are touching salt all day, he's not eating, but he's touching salt all day. Does he have to wash his hands or not? Of course he has to wash his hands. If we're worried about this guy is in bigger danger than anyone else. He's touching more salt than anyone. He would need mayim he needs to wash his hands when he finishes. 
says the Gemara, we said that the people in war are patur from Demai. The time we learned, we're allowed to feed poor people Demai without separating. Because the poor people, the rabbis didn't make a gezerah that they have to separate Demai. We assume that it's separated. Also a guest. If a guest comes to the house, you can feed him Demai because he's allowed to do it. And therefore, these guys are not any worse than guests. The, the soldiers. So we see Whether you can feed them, but we hold like betilel. Last thing, the people in war are patu from eruv chatzerot. Amri de We said in the name of Rav We only said this by eruv chatzerot between two properties. But Eruv Tuchamim, which is a completely different concept, where a person is, Eruv Tuchamim has nothing to do with carrying, like Eruv Chatzarot, it has to do with walking. And the rule is by by walking on Shabbat, that in a city you can walk as far as you want. Out of the city you have only 2,000 amot to walk. But if you put an Eruv, which means you put food exactly at the 2,000 amot mark out of the city before Shabbat starts, that becomes your Eruv and we make that your home. And that gives you 2,000 amot from there, in either direction, which collectively gets you 4,000 amot out of the city. That's called Eruv Techumin. That, we said... There's still chayav. So if a soldier wants to walk past the Tchum Shabbat, he needs to put Eruv Tchumim. He can't say, oh, there's no law of Eruv for a soldier. Eruv Chatzerot there isn't. But Eruv Tchumim there is. How do we know? The Tani Reb Lokin al Eruv Tchumim Devar Torah. According to Reb the rule of Eruv Tchumim is from the Torah, and therefore we give a guy Malkut when he doesn't do it. As the Basuk says, Shivu Ishtachtav al Yetzeh Ishmim Komo. person shouldn't leave his place. So this rabbi holds, that the law of Tichumim is Deoraita. Not everyone agrees with this soon. Ask the Gemara, Do we ever give a guy Malkut? If the Lav in the Torah says Al, or usually Torah says Lo, Lo Takihu Patrushachem, Lo Tochal Dam. We give a guy Malkut for eating Dam, we give a guy Malkut for cutting his peyot off, because it says the word Lo. Here the Pasuk says, Al A person shouldn't leave his place. Do we give a guy Malkut for the word Al? Pasuk says, Don't turn to the Ovot and Yidurim, which are two ways of sorcery. You think a guy who does sorcery doesn't get Malkut because it's Al? What does that have to do with anything? This was a Yochanan's real question. We have a rule. That whenever a Pasuk also teaches us something about a death penalty, Avera, that Pasuk cannot teach you Malkut. And here, the Pasuk of Al Yetzem is not just talking about the love of walking, it also has to do with the love of carrying. And since the love of carrying can get you killed, Rabbi Yochanan is asking, since it could get you killed for carrying, so therefore the walking, the love of walking, should not give you Malkut. Am Ravashi, Ravashi answers the question and he says, doesn't say, Al Yotzeh, 
yotzi, the pasuk doesn't say al yotzi, which would be referring to carrying. It says al yetzeh, it says don't walk, and therefore the main point of the pasuk is walking, and therefore you could get malkut for walking too far out of the 2,000 amot on Shabbat. Hadran alach mavui. Bezat Hashem will start or perek osim pasim, the next class we give. Baruch Atonai Le'olam, Amen ve'amen.